Hey, Jason here. Today I want to introduce our new series to you, Uncommon Investing Terms. Uncommon Investing Terms, our new series. In this series, we're going to be talking about, of course, uncommon investing terms, why they're important for you, what they mean, why they're important for the investment analysis, um, how you can gain a huge advantage in some cases, knowing what these mean, how you can avoid potential red flags by knowing what these mean and what these show for companies. You'll learn all that and more in this brand new series. Hey, Jason here. In this episode of Uncommon Investing Terms, we're gonna talk about one of my absolute favorite things when it comes to investing. In the series, previously you've learned about impairments, write downs, accumulated deficits, retained earnings, and the differences to all these and, uh, and some more. If you wanna keep learning about these uncommon investing terms to gain a huge advantage over other investors, make sure to like, love, share, subscribe, and follow, and hit the notification bell if you're watching on YouTube so you're notified any time we release a new video in this series. Okay, so these net operating loss carry forwards come in many terms. You'll see them as loss carry forwards, as you see on the uh, screen here, net operating losses, net operating loss carry forwards. You'll find them in the footnotes of the financial statements, always in the 10K, always in the end report. These aren't talked about in the quarterly reports pretty much ever. You'll find these in the taxes, deferred tax assets, deferred tax liability section. It's usually only if they do have net operating loss carry forwards, they are usually talked about in only one or two lines in the entire potentially 100, 200 plus page annual report. The reason I love these is because nobody talks about them. Nobody. I, I can't think of another value investor blogger, um, prominent value investor that you can think of that has talked about these very much, if pretty much ever. What ta tax loss, and here's another name for them, tax loss carry forwards. What this means is a company, quote unquote, earns these when they are unprofitable in a year. So for example, if a company is unprofitable for five years, they get a tax credit, net operating loss carry forward, tax credit, for that year's negative net profit. So let's say for five years straight, they have $2 million in um, negative net profit. They over five years would have $10 million in net operating loss carry forwards. These are useful only if a company becomes profitable. Net operating loss carry forwards can be used to offset future year's tax earnings. So let's say in this example, the company was unprofitable for five years, they have $10 million in net operating loss carry forwards, and they become profitable in year six. They show a net profit of $2 million on their tax returns. They can use $2 million of their $10 million in net operating loss carry forwards to offset and not have to pay taxes on that $2 million in year six. 
these can be in extremely valuable. I've seen companies with hundreds of millions of dollars of these that and that they earned when they were unprofitable and that they can use to offset future year, year's earnings once they become profitable. These add or can add enormous value to a company because again, if a company is unprofitable for a long time period and then they accumulate a large number of these and then they become profitable and start earning large profits, they don't have to pay taxes on their entire amount of net operating loss carry forwards that they have. So in that example, I think it was around $500 million that one company had. Uh, if they, if and when they become profitable, and I don't remember the company's name or if they became profitable um, for a long period of time to use all these or not, but it, let's say they became profitable and they earned $500 million over a 10-year period, as long as the net operating loss carry forwards were not expired, they can use that to offset that full amount of money. It's not capped at 50 or 5 or 100 or even a billion dollars, this number. It's contingent upon how many net operating or how many losses they've shown in prior years. There are some downside to these. They expire. Usually the term is and and the term is for these, I believe it's 30 years for most of them at the federal level. There are different classes. Or let me let me back up real quick before I get the different classes. So if you are unprofitable for 25 years and then you earn, let's say a billion dollars in net operating loss carry forwards and then you become profitable in year 26, you start not having to pay taxes on those at, in year 31, most of that money will likely be gone unless you show enormous profits. Um, so these do expire. That's one downside. Another downside, they're only valuable in any sense if the company is unprofitable and then is working towards profitability or the company is unprofitable and already in let's say again in year six, they're unprofitable five years and they in year six they become profitable for a long period of time. If a company has five years of unprofitability, becomes profitable in year six and then goes back to five years more of unprofitability, they will only be able to use one year of positive or one portion of the net operating loss carry forward to offset that one year of positive net income. These are only valuable if the company is profitable. If a company is unprofitable and shows zero potential to become um, to become profitable ever, I assign zero value to these. Because again, the company has to be profitable for these to be valuable. If a company has these and I they're either profitable or about to become profitable, I usually discount the value of these in the valuation by about 50%. The reason being is because, again, they expire. You don't know what's going to happen in the future. They could go unprofitable again. There could be a recession, and they go unprofitable, and they might not be able to be able to use all their uh, net operating loss, net operating loss carry forwards. The reason I discount by fifty percent is because I want a margin of safety. Yes, these can be extremely valuable, but again, they expire, and the company has to remain profitable 
to continue using them. These are two things that pretty much you have no control over. So I want to be as conservative as possible in my valuations. There are different classes of net operating loss carry forwards. There are federal. So let's say we're in the United States. There will be United States government net operating loss carry forwards. City or state. So let's say you're in Florida, where I am, there will be Florida State net operating, net operating loss carry forwards. Not sure why I'm having such difficulty saying this right now. There will be also city, potentially. So I live in the Tampa area. So let's say the company's based in the United States, in the state of Florida, in the city of Tampa. There will be three different net operating loss carry forwards. So let's say this company has operations worldwide. If this company in the city of Tampa in Florida in the United States has operations in Japan, it cannot use any of the United States based net operating loss carry forwards to offset its subsidiaries or its uh, operations taxes in Japan. The reverse is also true. So what this means is whatever jurisdiction you earn these net operating loss carry forwards in, you have to use them in that jurisdiction. You can't, typically, I don't, actually, I can't think of a case where you can transfer these to another country, city, or state. Another downside, downside of loss carry forwards is most of the time, these cannot be used if the company were to be acquired. So let's say this company in Tampa, Florida is acquired by a company in New York. The company in New York, upon acquisition of the company with the loss carry forwards, would not be able to use the loss carry forwards in most cases. Again, there I don't know the accounting, the specific accounting rules, but just assume in most cases, unless they have great accounts and lawyers and they know how to, um, they know how to kind of finagle things legally. If there's an acquisition, most of the time they will not be able to use these loss carry forwards. Okay, let me make sure. I want to make sure that I'm not missing anything in these before I kind of go on to my final thoughts on these. Legal crap. Okay, so I'm going to bring you back to my view here because I didn't see anything else that looked really important there. So it's a bunch of legal crap I don't feel like reading right now and you probably be, or we all probably be confused by. So net operating loss carry forwards, one of my absolute favorite things in the world. They can add enormous value to a company and they are hidden. Again, these are usually in only one or two lines of a financial statement in the footnotes, deep in the footnotes of um, deferred tax assets, deferred tax liabilities section of the annual report. One or two lines at most. Tax credits, tax loss carry forwards, net operating loss carry forwards. These are some of the terms you need to look for. They aren't always net operating loss carry forwards. 
you need to kind of figure out if you think something might be a net operating loss category and it's not a term you've heard before, you need to look it up online. I don't know why companies use different names for these. I don't know why companies seem to sometimes hide the terminology. I don't really have an idea. But sometimes the wording is confusing. Sometimes the wording doesn't make sense. If you have any questions about the wording, the specific wording, make sure you look it up online. Because again, these can be insanely valuable to a company. You can gain a huge advantage by knowing the terms we've talked about in this entire series. This is one of the one ways you can gain a huge advantage is by knowing and understanding and how to use and evaluate net operating loss carry forwards. There I go again, messing it up. Most people don't read financial statements when they look at a company for an investment. If they do, most people hate reading the footnotes. If they do even read the footnotes, most people don't take the time to understand everything. Again, these are only in one or two lines usually, so and they come in different terms. So you can get a huge, huge, huge advantage over other value investors by understanding what these are. How they add value, if they add value, what they mean, how they work, all that kind of stuff. Insanely valuable. This is one of my favorite things to talk about when it comes to value investing. This, again, I've, I've seen companies with hundreds of millions of these. And I, if I remember right, that company was around, uh, it was a several hundred million dollar company or a $1 billion company. So this company's market cap or this company's value was made up almost entirely of net operating loss carry forwards. That is another way to look at it. Or another way that I thought about it was because this company was profitable and became profitable it valued the market valued its balance sheet and its operations but it had no idea about these hidden assets which had another again around 500 million dollars to its value that most people didn't know about insanely valuable i hope you i hope you take the time to understand this at a deep level because again you'll gain a massive advantage over other investors by understanding this you come across them pretty regularly in company financial statements, once you learn how to spot them, most of the time they're not worth an enormous amount of value. But again, we're looking for diamonds in the rough. We're looking for the needle in the haystack, whatever you want to call it. The one out of 50, one out of 100 chance that, ooh, this company has a lot a lot of net operating loss carry for as compared to the size of the company. This company's massively undervalued because of this. We're looking for those kind of opportunities, and this is a way to kind of help spot them. So I hope this helps. Hope you learned a ton here. Um, let me know about your thoughts on net operating loss carry forwards. If you have any, uh, let me know if I missed anything. And um, until next time, have a great day. Talk soon. Bye.